Hi folks, Curtis Shelburne here and welcome to the Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. A good place just to be and breathe and hang out for a while as we share some words about life in Christ. And that's all of it, I think. Life, that is. The good, the bad, the fun, the sad, the deepest joys, the toughest sorrows. All of it. I think we're going to have a good time, and I hope you enjoy this. I hope you tell your friends about it, and I hope you come back. This episode, episode number 32, is entitled, Come Quick, It's an Emergency. Well, emergencies come in lots of different forms, don't they? I record this podcast upstairs at our house, and I was upstairs working a while back. I don't think I was working on the podcast, but I was up here working on something. I've got a desk and a music room and a recording room, and you know, it's not as fancy as that sounds, but it's upstairs. My wife was home for lunch, and I heard her suddenly start screaming, turn the water off. Well, to my credit, as a husband, when I ran down the stairs, when I flew down the stairs, I didn't run around to the bathroom where I heard that cry, that plea for help coming from. I ran out and around. We're, believe it or not, on a well here. And so to turn the water off, you go all the way around the back of the fence into a well house and you turn it off. You turn the power off and the water turns off. I knew she was pretty serious about that, and I could tell that it was an emergency. And so once the water was turned off, I went back into the house, I walked around to the bathroom, and it was kind of underwater, and she was pretty excited about the whole thing. And I said, what in the world happened? Well, what happened is that a plumber, probably me, a pseudo-plumber, a real one probably wouldn't have done it, it's probably against code, had used PVC pipe to run out what I used to call the pre-faucet. It's actually a pre-valve that you use to turn off the water to the commode. And that adjustable valve or whatever, that, that valve sticks out of the wall. It was, yes, I did it with PVC pipe, and there are reasons not to do that. One of the reasons is if your wife hits a spider on top of that while she is well, let's just say, if your wife hits a spider with her shoe that is on top of that valve that she sees from where she is presently sitting, if she hits that old PVC pipe with her shoe really squarely, right on the valve, the faucet thing itself, I am a great plumber, you can understand, the faucet thing. When she takes her shoe and hits that thing to kill the spider, bad things can happen. And I don't know how the spider fared. I don't know if he was squashed by her shoe. I don't know if he was drowned later. But suddenly, that valve is no longer there. The PVC pipe, half-inch PVC, is absolutely open. The water is spewing, and she is screaming, Turn the water off! Now that, friends, qualifies as a true emergency. And so we took care of that. I took care of that. I fixed the thing. I think I fixed it uh, a little better than I put it in in the first place. Anyway, it's all handled, but it was an emergency. There are a lot more serious emergencies. We live in a small town. It always surprises me how often I hear sirens. There are a lot of emergency vehicles that run 
quite a little bit, it seems like, at night especially. And the sirens surprised me. You wouldn't think we'd have that many here. But I'm glad we have them available. I'm glad we have those emergency vehicles and those highly trained emergency personnel available. When we moved to this little town, in fact, before we moved, I worried a little bit that since it was a small town and a number of miles from larger cities, that we might be not covered quite as well with regard to emergencies. I worried that we might have a hard time getting to emergency care when we needed it. I worried that we might not have access to the kind of emergency vehicles and personnel that you could get to really quickly in a city. I didn't need to worry about it. I think we've got some of the most qualified emergency personnel here that you could find anywhere. They do such a great job. They are highly trained professionals. We've got a hospital. We've got a flight for life helicopter that comes from, uh, well, one of two directions from area cities. They can get here really quickly. In fact, it occurs to me, and it occurred to me pretty quickly after I started looking into some of this stuff, that we probably can get good emergency care here in this small town more quickly than you would get it in a larger city where the emergency vehicle might be stranded in traffic, where all sorts of things happen to slow things down. We're really in great shape. And so come quick. It's an emergency. Well, that happens here just fine. And I'm not at all worried about that anymore. I'm really pretty proud of the emergency care that we have available, as you can tell. We're going to talk about another emergency that took place in just a little while, and I hope you enjoy this as we discuss this particular type of emergency, because it's really kind of a fun one, and uh, you'll see what I mean in just a moment. Well, time for a little bit of an ad here. I've been talking to you a lot about the new music album that I have just completed. The album is entitled Almost Home. I think that's a great title because I hope it really takes us almost home. There are some wonderful old songs on there that a lot of us grew up with. Great old songs and hymns. A little bit of a new scald on a lot of those. A really good friend listened to it and he said, you know, when I looked at the titles, I kind of wondered why you recorded those because they've been recorded a million times. But he said, when I heard them, I realized I really like what you guys have done with those. And so that was good news to me. That's really what I was hoping. I hope the music takes us almost home. I really think you'll like it. Check it out over at www.curtisshelburn.com, my website, and see what you think. Also, this is available not just in CD format this time. I went ahead and did this one also in USB format, a USB flash drive. Because a lot of the new vehicles don't even have CD players, I take that omission rather personally, but they do have USB ports where you can plug in a USB flash drive and play music or whatever from that port. And so I've got this flash drive available. It's just full of stuff. It's got the album and all of the music. In fact, it's got it in two formats, as well as the cover and the liner notes. It's got pictures of those, which you can see on your computer. It's got a number of Focus on Faith podcasts, like you're listening to right now. It's got some Focus on Faith columns. There's just a bunch of stuff there that I think you would enjoy. You can sure hear the music in your car. You can sure play it on your computer. But if you put the flash drive into the computer, all of a sudden you're going to have access to a lot more stuff. So it's there and it's available. And, oh, wait, there's more. I also created a USB flash drive 
that has on it, it's a larger one as far as the amount of space and storage on it, that has all of the music that I've recorded on it, a lot more podcasts, a lot more columns, a lot more pictures, all of the covers and liner notes, lots and lots of stuff. It's also available. If you want to know more about it, take a look at the website and let me know that you're interested. If you want to fill out a contact submission form there, it's available. If you want to buy more than just a few, I can probably give you an even better deal on it, even though I think the thing's pretty well-priced and pretty reasonable already. I really think you'll like it. And if I was going to really put the screws to you to say, man, you ought to buy this, all I'd have to do is tell you that my daughter-in-law Amy sings with me on a song on this particular new album. And on each of the other albums, she sings with me on at least one song, two on one of the albums. And I'll just tell you, getting to hear Amy sing is well worth the price of any of this. So head over to www.curtisshelburn.com and see what you think. I'd really appreciate it. And now let's focus on faith. Come quick, Papa, come quick, came the plea from the back door. As I recall, it was one of the times that week when the sweet, almost six-year-old voice intoned again, It's an emergency. Well, come I did, out into the backyard, pulled by my little granddaughter Brinley straight to the pool. The pool is a plastic blow-up wading pool, maybe a foot deep. I admit we drowned the, quote, fill point, unquote, line marked on it by the same folks who scribbled lawyer litter on the hose we used to fill said pool, sternly warning me not to put the hose in my mouth and turn the faucet on. You know, we got to be safe. we got to be warned about all of these things. And, yes, you can get hurt in a pool full of water, even if it's just a foot deep, even if it's a couple of three inches deep. There's ways to hurt yourself. If you put a hose down your throat and turn the water on, you're going to hurt yourself. And I don't think most of us need a lawyer to tell us that, but they do on those things. I admit I had filled the pool up higher than the safe fill line said to pull it up. Kids need more water than that. And yes, they need to be watched and watch them we did. But back to the emergency. There were bodies floating in the pool. It didn't take CSI Muleshoe to identify them. Bug bodies. Brindley had already done the initial investigation. As I made my way to the microcosmic ocean, she reported, Five, pawpaw! And there they lay, or floated, in a kind of bug-eyed insect rigor mortis, past all human help, and grotesquely out of place in that decadent resort pool surrounded by lush palm trees, white-clad waiters, and paparazzi hoping to catch photos of the rich and famous. Okay, for real. I already confessed it's a plastic pool. The trees are elm trees. There are no waiters or paparazzi, just a little brindle-colored dog hoping to stay out of the line of fire of anything wet. No CSI techs at all. But the bodies were there, 
and out of place, it was July, and there were still recognizable as June bugs. Grub, worm, kamikazes, issued wings, buzzed up, launched way short of flight training. They ditched at sea. And why not? All June bugs do is mindlessly crash hazards to prudent navigation. These had paid the ultimate price. Bren was obviously not comfortable with burying them at sea. A quick bucket dip out, an over-the-shoulder fling out, and the emergency was pretty well handled. I wish all the emergencies my grandkids will experience were so easily handled. The little folks are growing up so fast, and I've got to confess, this actually took place, oh, Brim was six then, just about, and she's about twice that now. The thought of a time when spending time with Papa and Mama in the backyard, all smiles and giggles because they found a cool rock with a hole in it, or one that glitters, or... Bryn did this. They've made stew by stirring leaves and water and dirt in a colored bucket with a stick, sharing stories and holding royal court in the magic castle shed. Oh, I've had more than one princess back there, Brylin and Brinley and some other sweet little granddaughters and some great princes. You know, it's been a wonderful place. But the thought of a day when those delights fade breaks my heart. I can really throw myself into a funk thinking about that. I know that the little people right now know what's really important. I think they will as they get older because of what we're doing right now. They know who really loves them, and the amount they care about what anybody else thinks is about the right amount, which, unless you're their mommy or their daddy or their grandma or their grandpa or their mama or their papa or their poppy or their mimi or whatever name, you know, you use for the grandparents. Well, they care the right amount. Unless you're one of those folks, they don't care about it that much at all. Grown-ups get incredibly dreary and short-sighted. I can't imagine these amazing folks with imaginations gone dull and dormant. I pray that they never lose the seeds of what is in full flower in them right now. I suppose the flowers must fade some with the years. But one day these folks I adore will be old enough that the seeds will sprout again, probably watered by their own grandchildren, and they'll be young again together. No wonder our Creator delighted in spending time with children. I love that about Him. However he arranges, it will be fine, but I hope to spend an eternity doing the same thing myself, where bugs aren't any kind of emergency, and genuine joy and giggles aplenty are the king's orders for the eternal day. Well, again, thank you for joining us on this Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. I'm so glad you chose to join us, and I hope you'll come back and spend some time with us again. If you like it, why don't you tell some friends about it? Sure would appreciate it. Have a great day.